Welcome to another episode of the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by the Wiregrass Local and Bar Media. Today's episode is brought to you by HotsDeli.com. Hot's Deli has got the best oven-toasted sandwiches and the healthiest options around for your lunch and dinner needs. Hit them up at HotsDeli.com and you can order online and skip the line. Sam's Pastry has been hooking the local up with sweet treats for the last couple years, and let me tell you, those things are delicious. If you can't appreciate some sweetness in your teethness, then uh, samspastryllc.com is not the place for you. You can find her cakes at Corks and Cattle in Enterprise or at Mr. Coffee Bean on Westgate here in Dothan. Hit her up at samspastryllc.com. Also, if you're in the market for some bright shoes, some skateboard stuff, or some cozy clothes, hit up reliefskatesupply.com. Those dudes have been doing some solid work down in Panama City for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. And honestly, there's not another reputable shop around that I really trust as much as I do Relief. Hit them up, reliefskatesupply.com, and tell them the locals sent you, and maybe they'll give you a kiss on the forehead. This is all going to be in the outtake reel. We going to sell bonus DVDs? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I like that. We going to do, uh, yeah, blooper reels. We did a blooper I'm reel this year. all about that. The whole year's been a blooper reel. I think so. That's, <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. yeah. What happened with the presidency? Blooper reel. What happened with COVID? Blooper reel. What happened with Justin's foot? Blooper reel. <laughs> the whole the whole year's been a nightmare out of the gate. Um, we're just goofing off, man. You can do whatever you need to. Blooper reel. Oh. <laughs> For the blooper. No, man, rattle them things. That's it's going in the bonus DVD. That's how the, what do they say you don't want to see how the sausage is made, but I mean I watched this sausage get made for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the sausage. Um I'm so tired. I gotta start going to bed earlier. Uh depends. Uh, I'll usually lay down around 11.30 and then, like, pass out around 2. It's got that hyper brain, man. That thing mm-hmm. <laughs> doesn't shut take down. take some melatonin. Uh, I take 50 milligrams of trazodone, which is, like, melatonin's older, more aggressive homie. <laughs> 50 milligrams sounds yeah. like a lot of it, too. Oh, dude, yeah. I uh, don't half-ass two things. Whole ass one thing. It's like an elephant tranquilizer. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically Molly slash... <laughs> Special K. I'm like, uh, what's up? I'm just going to stop the heart and just pull the batteries out of the back. If I could do that, that'd be solid. I wish we could get, if we can get some uh, reasonable technology where I can just like hit a switch and power down. Oh, yeah. That'd be the jam. You should be a droid. You could do that. Yeah, but then you got to be gold and have like a <laughs> fake belt looking thing as a belly button. It's awkward. <laughs> or you have to talk in code that... Yeah, or you got to be a trash can with wheels. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not into either one of those. You don't have many options in the Star Wars world. Um, I don't think. Yeah, they're all either trash cans or like gold gay dudes just getting fabulous <laughs> out in the sand. Um, what's up, Brandon Harrell? Welcome back to the local podcast as we just ramble about nothing. Um, today's going to be a lot of fun, actually. We... Usually do just audio stuff and yada, yada, yada. But today we're working on a project that is more collaborative than usual. Um, which sounds like we are not into collaborating with anybody, but obviously we are. Um, 
So welcome to the local studio. Yeah, what's up, man? Good to be back. Partying. Um, we got this thing in the room that I'm going to point at because, uh, you know, why not? It's it, not it, in here normally. Yeah, it makes perfect sense for the audio portion of this yeah. podcast. But I need we need to pick up these two cameras right here and just like do our own. <laughs> Like film the camera filming us. Yeah, it'll be like the real world where we do the confessional thing, <laughs> but we'll just hold it like Blair Witch style. I think I yeah. I think we're on to something. I think so. I think that's gonna make the blooper real as well. Right. Um so some quick background on you. Everybody that's watching this probably already has an idea of what you do for a living and who you are and what your probably what your interests are, since it's in your website. <laughs> um I say that like you're, that's your only interest is getting places on foot <laughs> swiftly. I'm out about saving this fuel, getting these calves up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're here today to talk about the normal things for our podcast, which is what to get into, like where to go, quality of life. Um, yeah. Self-fulfillment, enrichment, smiles, whatever makes smiles in the area. So uh, yeah, dude, welcome to it. Yeah, well, it's good to be back. Always have a good time, and always uh, it's always a good hang, good good time to catch up. But, yeah, dude. But definitely to talk about, you know, as somebody who's not originally from Dothan, it, this was kind of like my introduction to yeah. to what to get into and what to stay away from. So I appreciate it's that. always good to get back. Get I like back to be. So when I was growing up, I never had anybody tell me like that sucks or that's really cool or that's going to get you in trouble or this is a road you probably don't want to go down. And so I just roamed like a free animal um and that's kind of how i learned what i know about or what i think i know about the city because i mean that's knowledge is always a moving target in my brain anyway um but yeah like year in year out we have new stuff show up or we have a new set of situations that we get to contend with when we're trying to plan uh quality of life events or like what we want to do and this year because of covid um Nobody can see anybody face-to-face anymore unless they're yeah. six feet apart. Yeah. It, well, you know, we did a series. You and I did some, some co-branded stuff talking about the things to do and, and all. And I think this was a good time to kind of follow up with that so that we could talk about that from a whole different perspective. Because when we did that, those different videos, mm-hmm. we had no idea what was coming. I don't Not think anybody could have. You no. know, the, 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 the memes that say... Those of you who said in five years I'll be, you know, let's just go ahead and say nobody guessed it. Yeah, uh, is so ad, ad, you know, so correct because none of us projected this. No, but I think it's good to get back in because there's still a lot to do. Mm-hmm. It's just about knowing what to do and how to do and and all that. So. Yeah, I feel like the first wave of shutdown kind of got us kind of shaken up, kind of shook up some of the sediment and dust in our heads because we've been in such a weird routine that eventually you stop appreciating some of the normal day-to-day stuff. Sure. And then when that goes away or perceivedly goes away, you don't know what to do except soak up some Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And now that everything's kind of opened up to an extent, um, there's still like a ton of things you can go get into. It just might not be in the normal crowd situation that you might be accustomed to. Yeah, I think our, our our perspective changed too. That you know, at the front end of this, when everybody was really trying to stay at home a lot, mm-hmm. where it was either mandatory quarantine or whatever you want to call it, you know, it really made you change because there's only so much. Yeah, we did have Joe Exotic to get us through the Ooh. first couple of weeks. Um, asking, but 
there was only so much TV that you wanted to watch, and there was only so much time that you could spend in the same room with your kids or sure. your spouse or whatever before it's like, all right, I need a break. Yeah. And it was crazy because, you know, you alluded to me being um, I'm the running realtor is, yeah. is my is my gimmick. Um, when I'd go out to like Westgate to run or Forever Wild to run, it's like, where did all these people come from? Because I run these trails all the time, and there's 30, 40% more people out here than I normally would see. Mm-hmm. It's like we were looking for an outlet, looking for something to do. Yeah. And I think the, with the quarantine or the city kind of folded up for a little bit, um, people were looking for what to get into. And then seasonally, the weather was starting to change and mm-hmm. starting to get a lot more, uh, I don't know, tolerable outside. Um, it doesn't really get freezing cold here, although this week is kind of, uh, I don't know, just out of the norm. Um, but when you, yeah, you usually see about good 20 to 30% of the population spike at Westgate during the spring months. And then you pair that with not having anything else to do besides watch Joe Exotic again, <laughs> then, which I did, like I absolutely <laughs> rolled through that thing twice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm ready for a trivia game about that that weirdo. But yeah, like you just people get restless and they want to know what to get into. Um, they want to be able to know like what they can take their kids to be a part of, and like right. um, a lot of people just have const- constantly have questions whether they're visitors, whether they're moving to the area, um, where they've lived here forever and just haven't had the time to seek it out. Um, we always have random questions show up as to where what's popping. Where um, where the best nightclubs are, um, best food, uh, what to get into outside, and stuff like that. Well, one of the things I think that makes Dothan so great when that question gets asked is because we have such an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit in this town where we have a lot of stuff that's one-off restaurants and Absolutely. shops and stuff. Whereas, yeah, you see that in other places, but it's kind of like if you don't know about those places – the hole in the wall burger joint or whatever. Like you just never, you're not going to venture in there. You're going to stay safe for the most part or go where you're hearing about stuff. For sure. So I think it's cool that, that what you do and and hopefully through like this series too, what we're going to do is is to try to shed some light on that for people, especially in this like current and maybe even post COVID world that we're living in because there's still a lot to do and there's a lot that you can do safely, no matter, you know, no matter what, how you feel about what's going on. You know, if you're the person that, Where's your mask in the car by yourself? Go nuts. There's, you know, there's stuff that we can do. Or if you're the person who is pissed off and never wants to wear a mask, yeah. there's still stuff you can do too. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we want to try to capture all of that for everybody. Yeah. It's, um, I said this last time, but our, where we're geographically located allows for our population and our visitors to get into all sorts of different stuff, whether it's mountain biking or kayaking or skateboarding or um, BMX stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm just focused on bikes today. I'm just hyped <laughs> on two wheels. Um, dude, there's so much stuff to get into. Um, there's, I don't know if you've seen the, the little training facility they got at, uh, Westgate that they put up in the last year. Oh yeah. Um, over by Waterworld. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many ways to get out and get active and at the end of the day, kind of better yourself. Um, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna be mad if they're a little more agile or if they have their balances a little bit better or maybe i don't know at the end of the day like you just feel better getting out and moving around and who wants to sit in a dusty old house all day 
and it's it's an outlet. It's something to do to break up the monotony and to to not be sitting in front of a television. Because let's just be real, like television this year, other than Joe Exotic, was yeah. was pretty much a downer. Where we had all of the the talk about COVID, we had all the political stuff. You know, it just it didn't matter what you believed or where you were. It was it was pretty much a divisive issue for mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. So it's good to get outside and do some stuff because we were ordering a lot more takeout. Mm-hmm. We were eating probably a lot less healthy than maybe we should have been during this time because, yeah. you know, everybody was kind of in this mode of just, well, uh, just whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, you get, I mean, you can't eat hot's deli every day. That's right. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, trying to find something that is a healthy outlet, I yeah. think is, is important because if nothing else for your, just your mental health, just to get outside, get some sunshine, get some fresh air and get, and something that, that you can have kind of like just some time alone or even sure. if you're taking the kids for a walk or something. I've yeah. always had a theory and it's, it's kind of been proven to me so far. Um, the more uncomfortable you can make yourself, the more tolerant and the more like, the more you can relate to other people. Sure. Um, I always say that my comfort zone is, I don't know where the boundaries are because like I've been in such weird situations and like gotten myself into so much harebrained antics over the years that like, I don't know where the limit is as far as me being comfortable. So like for me, just being able to go out and explore the city on my own and just like see like places like Cookie's Corner downtown. That's like a home, like an old school Southern cooking joint. That is one of my favorite places to eat in the city um, to like the normal touristy attraction type food places like KBC downtown or like the cellar is a good example. Uh, the Rawls over in Enterprise is a good one to travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we tried that a couple of weeks ago for the first time. Yeah, how was it? Oh, it was excellent. And the atmosphere was cool because yeah, it's very it's very different. You don't just have a place like that everywhere. No, they say that place is haunted, actually. I could totally see it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I will just say this. I don't know who kept pouring my drinks, but. I had a lot of drinks that night. That's and they a just, good bartender, glass, man. You don't the even... glass kept getting filled up. I don't know what was up with that. So maybe that cool, was man. a ghost. I don't know. But mm, spooky, spooky scotches. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> I mean, it was good. It was. It was great food, great service, and I think that that's kind of epitomizes what we see universally around here. That it's not just. It's not just one spot. It's not just you know this segment. It's pretty much across the board. Because these business owners, they are local to the area. Many of them grew up in this area, yeah. so it's kind of like they're staking their reputation mm-hmm. and they want this business to, to succeed and, and to provide good service because they want their brand quote unquote to, to be recognizable. Yeah. We, um, Dothan touts itself of not having much to look at. Like there's no mountains, there's no immediate rivers. Like there's one 20 minutes out, but like there's nothing running through downtown and we've got murals and we've got some of the best human beings I've ever met. Absolutely. Um, and I think when you, when you focus on that experience, the the personal interaction, um, especially with food, retail, um, events and stuff, people get to know you. They recognize themselves and somebody else, and mm-hmm. they that's how you start gaining support and traction and really get, um, really get kind of a movement going, which is what the locals always been about. You know, it's interesting uh, working in real estate. I, I I come across people at different stages of life where it's you know, a first time home buyer or it's somebody who's moved out of the area and moving mm-hmm. back or somebody who's getting relocated here for jobs 
or even a lot of retire people that are retiring and moving to the area. Yeah, Alabama has pretty good taxes and stuff that will yeah. help. We're an hour and a half from the beach. Oh, absolutely, and and it's amazing that what you just said comes up in conversation all the time, whether mm-hmm. they've ever lived here or not. If they've ne- never lived here, they're they're just really shocked and surprised by the people in this yeah. area. And then if they have lived here, they came back because they fell in love with the people. They've missed the people and wanted to come back to that. That is such a great point for our our region that we really need to focus more on and capitalize on because it's what drives businesses here. It's what keeps businesses here. And it's yeah. what brings the people. Yep. Um, without our population, like obviously Dothan wouldn't be a city because you're not just going to put buildings out there for no reason. Um, but it's one of the things that like, the the ideas and the passion that come out of our population are like unstoppable. Like we've got, um, there's a group right now working towards bringing a skateboard a skateboarding facility here. Um, we have the B. I keep going back to BMX. Like because we can't. Are you have, working on an like, X Game sponsorship or something? Because yeah, dude, hit me up. <laughs> uh, Olympics 2021. I'll come commentate. Um, now I just sidetracked into like me picturing myself like on a podium, like, and then next on the downhill, whatever the thing is. You you do um, fashion yourself as the wiregrass Joe Rogan, so that that, I that don't, would work. I got too much hair for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the BMX population here has done so well because, and especially now because it's an individual sport. Um, the South has traditionally been a huge advocate for team sports, which I think we, I mean, all. All sports, all energetic outlets definitely have a place. Um, but kind of the individual sports have been left by the wayside. And with COVID jumping on us the way it did, it focused, it forced a lot of people to kind of look towards some more solitary uh, type activities. Um, so BMX was one of them that a lot of people flocked to. Um, skateboarding across the nation has been ridiculous like now there's a shortage of skateboards and which is kind of crazy to think about um like five years 10 probably 10 years ago is not looked at the same as it is now um and yeah like there's the the individual population of each different sect of activity do so much for that sport um frisbee golf is huge um taylor just put up a frisbee golf course we got one over at eastgate park um, and really you can pop up those things in a neighborhood if you wanted to. Oh yeah. Um, but there's so many activities you can get into that don't involve a group. And, uh, while there is safety in numbers, like how much do you know about yourself? if You've always done everything in a group. Well, I mean, even with, you know, the running stuff. Yeah. I mean, just, just through this talking to a lot of being part of a, one of the run groups here in town. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that we talked about that for some people it really got them through that was yeah. just was having that thing to do to say, okay, you know, we can't do what we normally did in this area, this area, and this area, and this area, but I can still go out and I can still run or yeah. I can still go out and I, you know, and I can, I can ride my bike or I can mm-hmm. go out and I can do these things. So it was that feeling of normalcy in a world that was very secluded kind <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's. I think that's what we're always striving for is is to find that that thing. But you know, our weather here makes all that stuff so great year round too. Absolutely. So, I mean, other than some rain and yeah. extreme heat, we pretty much have good weather that even 
in in the fall of the year, you can still be doing tournaments. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, they just had the big BMX thing. What like a month month and a yeah. half ago? They do regional and national races here, dude. And it's it's crazy. I used to live right over there by, and you'd hear you'd hear the the commentator and stuff yep. on it, and you go over to Westgate, and it's just like that whole side of the parking lot is jam packed. Yep. So we're not talking about you know it's it's something that's pretty niche that you know, 25 people show up for, we're talking about hundreds of people yeah. and that's got to be great for the city for revenue. Um, and I know that you, you know, you had people on from the city and that mm-hmm. was one of the topics that y'all talked about was just some of the income that was lost, but you know, it's great that the city focuses on that because we're, we're playing to our strengths for sure. And I think that's, that's good that they recognize it. They kind of see where, you know, what uh, butters their bread and, and realizes, Hey, we've got a great opportunity here. I've got family that the only time I ever see them is when they have their kids have some type of tournament here yeah. in town. You know, they're like, hey, let's grab dinner or something, which is cool. For sure. Know? Typically, um, our tourism is, it fluctuates. Like, there's a lot of business tourism that goes on. Um, and there's a lot of, like, baseball tournaments, mm-hmm. softball tournaments and stuff like that here. We've got some of the most incredible baseball complexes for travel ball and for various tournaments. Um, and they've, they've done a heck of a job building out that infrastructure. When COVID hit though, everybody had to shift focus. Um, you couldn't have nine dudes on the same field sharing a ball because you didn't know if that ball was going to get you a cough. Right. Um, they set up zoom calls and they had in their positions, you know, with the television monitor and, you know, it just, it it just, it's not as exciting that way. Cause you can tell that somebody in the room is throwing the ball at you if there's a hit. <laughs> I would like to see how that would play out. Like, I guess you can do virtual chess, but you couldn't really do virtual baseball without, yeah. like, a PlayStation involved. I did, however, see an advertisement because, you know, this is the time of year that you're going to see advertisements for everything that was a virtual baseball simulator that looked pretty dope. It was, like, you look like you... you They showed what you would see through mm-hmm. the... through Because the, I think they used the Oculus system. Yeah. And you... It looked like you were in a major league stadium... Those Play. things scare me to death. I feel like if I had one of those things, I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I don't know, get a golf, get a dry indoor <laughs> driving range, all right? Okay. I would just smash everything in my office because I'd have these goggles on and not see anything. Like, I'd swing straight through this window if I didn't know, <laughs> if I couldn't see past, I don't know, three inches off my forehead. You have to put a tether on so that you, you know, you kind of stay in this certain little area that you're supposed to be in. Man, really? <laughs> I don't want that. How big can you make it? Like, can you? I, mean, I don't. We don't. We don't need to discuss the technical aspects <laughs> of how Oculus works. We're over here talking about what to get into. Uh, we're trying to get people out of out of that weird digital goggle world and and well, out, we just prove the point stuff. of why you need to get outside and do stuff instead of staying inside. Yeah, because if you wear Oculus, you're just going to break all the windows until inside becomes outside. And then you're going to have to go outside and go to the hospital. And nobody wants to be at a hospital right now. No. Uh, if they even let you in, like, that's true. You gotta, so, you gotta be like seriously in some some bad ways for them to even let you in the hospital. Actually, they may get there and say, "Oh, how'd you get hurt?" Oh, well, that's just natural selection. Sorry, yeah, we can't help that's you. That's on you. Your yeah, your card <laughs> just got pulled. Um, yeah, dude. Like, what are your some of your favorite things to get into that are? You know, I mean, right now. I still love folklore is one of the funnest things oh, yeah. that we can do because it's, it's outside. So, you know, if you're uncomfortable eating indoors and I know some mm. people still are. Um, and so if you, if you want to go eat outside, folklore is great because you've got good food, you've got obviously good beverages, you've got good entertainment. 
Um, yep. and, and listen, even if you're not uh, a big beer drinker, it's a cool atmosphere. It's fun to go out there and hang out. Yeah. Um, right now, I know they've got fire pits going. You can play cornhole. They mm-hmm. usually, sometimes they have live music going. You can bring your pets. Yeah, you can bring, bring your, your pets. Um, yeah, you can bring your kids, but I, I usually, I'm looking for ways to get away from my kids. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, we love that. That's one of our favorite go-to spots, um, which it was coincidentally one of the first places we ever went in Dothan. That was yeah. kind of like traditional Dothan or something ex- exclusive to Dothan. Um, we, our, like our go-to spot, we ate there last night. Once a week, generally, we have a another friends of ours, like we meet them mm-hmm. and we go to Taj. And yeah, a lot of times it's on Tuesdays and we call it Taj Tuesday yeah. or Taj Thursday. Either way, we try to mix it up. But uh, shout out to Angela because she is the best, Um, you know, but like we just those are things we love to do. And it's and it's cool just because those are specific to Dothan. We're not hitting up the chain stuff. We're not hitting up stuff that's, um, you know, just it's kind of like every town has them. They're they're kind of unique for us. For sure. And I know that whole local brewery thing is really picked up steam everywhere. All over the place. But I just I don't know something about the vibe of folklore that it. We've watched it in the three years we've lived in Dothan, how much it's grown. Yeah. That's cool. But it's also, it still feels hometown. Yeah. So um, One of the cool things about folklore is you don't have to go to folklore to get it. Like, they sell that beer all over the city. Um, they have mad different flavors. Like, between the Shadowcaster, the Grateful Red, which is my favorite, um... They've got the front porch. That's delicious. Their Oktoberfest is off the hook. Um, Golden Eagle a is a Kolsch that they just released. That's super good. See, I love their seasonal stuff. They yeah. run, you know, everybody talks about how Sam Adams does seasonal stuff as a big national brewery. Yeah. But Folklore, man, they rock some great. I've got a growler right now, 13 Ghost from mm-hmm. Halloween. Woo, yeah. That is, oh, it is I like that that was great. named after a book that I have sitting on this table right now. It was a great plug. We we totally planned that out. Yeah, Catherine Tucker Wyndham. <laughs> holla at me from the other side. She died a few years ago and it kind of bummed me out. But um, if you haven't read Thirteen Alabama or Thirteen Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey by Catherine Tucker Wyndham, get at that. That's one okay. of those like when you grow up in Alabama and like around thanks not Thanksgiving around Halloween. Um, if you're in elementary school, it's it's almost required that you read it. Um, she was I believe from Montgomery or Birmingham. She writes all these crazy stories, and she had this friendly ghost that kicked it with her name Jeffrey, and yeah, that a solid read for sure. And that's where Casper came from. It's not uh, really where Casper came from. I totally made that no, up. No, man, Casper is a movie. Uh, I think it's a Disney film with Christina Ricci in it. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure Casper was around before Christina Ricci was. Alive. I guarantee it was. I'm pretty uh, sure that was like an old, old thing, but. Anyway, anyway yeah. so what about you? I mean, what's what's like your what's one of your go to spots? I dude, Taj is definitely on that list. Um, anywhere that has just solid food, like we've got some pretty remarkable food trucks. Uh, oh, dude, new hot dog joint downtown. Say it, hot dogs, dude. They have some of the best best uh, hot dogs on the. I've planet. got to try them because where they're at, it's one of those I'm not usually in that. Part for of town, sure. yeah. For like lunch. I have to travel to. Like there. I have to make a point, and I and I've see every time I see it, I'm always bummed. Like gosh, I keep forgetting about trying that. So Dude, that's so good. That's a, that's a definite gonna try. So what what else? I mean, what's I, I obviously I know, and it's not just that you're contractually obligated to say hot's deli, but hot's deli's got to hot's be. deli. I only eat hot's deli. Um, 
exclusively. They've got they've got food right. They got rights <laughs> on my belly for the next thirty seven months. You're actually filming a documentary like the guy did uh, that he only ate McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing hot stuff. Uh, super super size me. So super yeah. hots me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds. I'd watch that. Um, I watch some silly stuff though. Um, Firestone Pizza is solid. Yes. Uh, the the atmosphere is great. Um, obviously KBC, you're, there's really nowhere you can, there's nowhere else you can go within driving distance where you can eat at a top chef winner's restaurant, mm-hmm. which is remarkable. Like we have people come up from Destin, like people passing through from Atlanta stop. Like it's, it's one of the big staples for downtown. Um, and another one, uh, mural city coffee. I, I was just going to say that whole, that whole like downtown area. Mm-hmm. is is banging man it's just yeah. got so just good place after good place after good place for sure yeah. um gina and darren have done a phenomenal job renovating the building totally mural city totally. and i think we talked about it um on the last episode of the lo- local podcast um cody was mentioning how when you go to mural city you don't feel like it's a coffee shop in dothan um where there are some coffee shops that do very much feel like a dozen coffee shop, which I think we need. So if everything's awesome, nothing's awesome. Right. Right. So you, you do have to have some of those middle of the road places. And even though like coffee, Mr. Coffee bean on Westgate's super delicious. Dakota coffee's solid. We've got one of those here and an enterprise that are super delicious and locally owned. Um, Bird and the bean downtown is also a great coffee shop that's locally owned. Uh, and then, you know, you got, your normal Starbucks for everybody that's nervous about caffeine. But, um, yeah, I've always wondered how people travel and just go like plan dinner and they're like, we're going to Burger King. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you got to have some of that local flavor to really experience an area. Um, and while I did grow up as a peanut butter and jelly lover, like strict peanut butter and jelly diet, um, yeah, now that I'm older, I'm like, what's up with some spice? Let's get some let's get some uh unique flavors to whatever area I'm in. Yeah. And um yeah, you find some of the best places when like when I travel, my wife and I rarely have a plan. We just wander the city aimlessly and just go in whatever doors are open and see what's what. You know, I, I used to be one of those I traveled a lot for mm-hmm. work and I was always kind of stick to stick to the known stuff. Yeah. And you know, now if I had to take some clients out or entertain them, then I would try to maybe check with the concierge at the hotel, like, hey, you know, I'm entertaining some some big clients. What do you recommend? And you know, but for the most part, when it was just me solo, I was sticking to the to the safe stuff. Yeah, let's go to O'Charlie's. Yeah, I mean, it was it was you know, try to pick things that I didn't have in my hometown for sure. But it's like, oh well, I know that chain, I know that yeah. brand. But it was funny because uh, I was in El Paso and. A lot of the people were talking about, I was like, you know, been there a couple of days and I was like, you know, I just really want a, like a good burger. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you just, sometimes you just crave like a good burger. El Paso is not necessarily known for their no, American cuisine. Absolutely not. And and everybody was like, oh, you need to go try out this place and I'm going to give them a shout out. I guess they're still open, Hot and Juicy, mm-hmm. which sounded like the name of a strip club to me. But, um, Sign me up. But I was like, oh, you know, okay, I'm going to try this place out. And they're like, but you got to go early because they close at like seven o'clock. Yeah. And I get there and I'm thinking this hole in the wall, nothing special. It is no atmosphere. I mean, it's, it is nothing at all that you would think this is a great burger. Walk inside and 
the guy that owned the place was actually waiting at the counter. Mm-hmm. Nice guy would place their order. He's, you know, he's trying to chat us up while we're waiting on our food and everything. Legit, one of the best burgers I have ever had in my entire life. And so it's not just trying new things that you're going to get good food, but you're going to meet some great people along yeah. the way too. Absolutely. I think that was that was like the turning point for me where it's like you said, I want to try some local stuff and find out where to go. I mean, and obviously maybe you want to do your homework and not sure. just show up, you know, but I mean, places like here, like mm-hmm. Dixie Curb Market, Woo, Sun, like... Have you had that fried uh, fried peanut butter and jelly? I go yeah, back to the peanut butter and jelly diet. But <laughs> they've got a fried peanut butter and jelly that is, it will change your life. No, I haven't. But what I did get there was chicken and waffles, which is not okay, wasn't man. even on the menu, but they they'll, had chicken fingers and they had you. waffles. And he's like, yeah, I can make chicken and waffles. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do that for, for breakfast here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it's stuff like that. We're... Other, if you didn't know about places like that, how would you even yeah, think so to stop? There's no sign. There's no like advertising. They don't have a marketing budget. They just they're just doing it. They're um, just slinging. And they've been doing it for ages. Um, some of my favorite places are places like that. Like in Montgomery, there's a place called Hamburger King. They open from like ten to three, and you can get chips, a hamburger, maybe some hot dogs if you want. Um, and like canned cokes, that's that's it. They're open four or five hours a day. You get in there, uh, it's like a block house kind of vibe. Probably some dude out back cooking on a grill. Like it's no, it's all flat top. It's nice. It's dude, it's solid. It's uh just yeah, that flat top's hibachi. probably got like forty years of goodness baked Ooh, into it. Yeah, dude. Oh man. I mean, that's the same thing with Dixie Curb Market. Like that place has been around and been a staple for so long for yeah. that neighborhood. That yeah, like. The, the flavors that develop after having that relationship with your clientele, like you see what sells, what doesn't, what people order. Maybe they say, hold the blank. Like if, if you don't like slaw or you don't like this or that, you can really, if you build those relationships with your clientele, you can really streamline um, your development of new products that you're going to sell too. Um, and I feel like most business owners in Dothan take the time to invest in their clientele because they're the people that we're referring to when we say our people are our biggest asset for Dothan. Oh, 100%. And I think that, I don't know, you know, like it, going back to being somebody who works in real estate, so much of my business is relationship-based. Absolutely. And, and and you have to have that trust with people. And so when you establish that, I think there's a connection there that's made. So not only do you want to, you know, kind of like the, the hashtag shop local, sure. you really want to help that person out because there's a face behind that name. And, mm-hmm. and when these business owners, they're out there in the public and they're talking to people and you know, I mean, even like Kelsey right now, she's one top chef, but you'll still see her at the restaurant. Absolutely. She's still walking around and stuff, and she's still seeing what's going on. And, you know, every business, for the most part, that is local is like that. Yeah. It makes it, I don't know, it's more personal connection mm-hmm. that you don't get, you don't you don't see Ronald McDonald walking around at, at you know, no. at McDonald's on the corner, you know, of, of whatever street. You know, that would be kind of weird if you did because be people are kind of weird about clowns. I, would, so. I think that dude, I have to assume that he's probably, I don't know, in the top 70 to 85% of best balloon artists ever. But I think he's hiding it. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's, like he's low got, key good. I think he's got talents <laughs> that we don't know about. And I think one of them is balloon animal making. He's a clown, dude. Like, what a, I mean, you, I don't know any other clown that 
sells fast food. I mean, I know plenty of clowns for sure, but none of them that are actually in the fast food business in any real capacity. Um, so this dude's got to have hobbies. Yeah, I don't know. He's just kind of there's just something something a little fishy. I mean, look he, who he hangs out with. Look no, at his man, crew. He, he invests in St. Jude though. Well, yeah, but his like one of his homies is the Hamburglar. Dude's, I mean, I got shady homies too. Everybody got to have some shade in their yard. You know what I mean? That's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, like our city is not sustained by fast food or like even there are some quick quick joints that are locally owned for sure um obviously it's not going to be places like kbc because they have so much time and care and i'm not saying that the the fast places don't put in that same time and care but they just have a lot more prep work going into it oh yeah because yeah everything's done on the front end and then divvied up um one of my place favorite places like that is uh Sticks and cones downtown. Dude, I was thinking that when we were talking about the the downtown stuff, man. Yeah, and, and and again, right back to what we said. Somebody, an owner who is massively involved in their business, dedicated to. Oh their area. man, and he's dedicated to the town too. Like yeah, Brett is like a just a solid, solid guy where he cares about Dothan and he cares about the community and he cares about the people. Yeah, and it comes through in his business. Yep, he's selling experience. Uh, yes, and that's exactly like. I think that's the, nowadays, that's the business model that a lot of people focus towards. Mm-hmm. Um, because anybody can serve you a burger. Anybody can whatever. But you always remember songs, smells, what was going on in that room, uh, when important events happen, like engagements or birthday parties or whatever. Like I can remember where I was, what was going on, and it's all based on that experience. And if you don't have that, atmosphere if you don't have that vibe going on that uh that that experience isn't gonna stick right you know it's not gonna make as much of an impact but when you have people like brett that's like always concerned with are you getting the best treatment possible um that's that's how you keep and sustain a a great local business absolutely now they're a great example of it and i and i love i love i love that dothan has so many you could throw hundred examples of that mm-hmm. out. And I think that's one of the things that, that makes this area so great with food, but it's not just the food stuff. No. Like it's like the shopping too. I mean, Dothan has got just killer local shops. Um, and I know that the town I came from was very similar in size mm-hmm. to Dothan. And there were a few that I patronized, but it was just kind of like sticking to the box to yeah. stick into the places, you know, because you know, value you know what you're going to get um but coming here really especially even like during during covid stuff really Mm -hmm. trying to be more cognizant of i want to participate with local businesses because they were the ones most affected but realizing okay i'm not sacrificing on quality or price or certainly not on service to shop with these people if anything i'm getting equal or better yeah i always tell the same story when when the local had their ribbon cutting for the chamber of commerce um, I told this story that I heard a million years ago and basically a traveling salesman goes to a city, we'll call it Dothan, goes to a hotel, spends a hundred dollars with that local hotel owner for a room for the night. That local hotel owner goes and pays his plumber because he had to have a shower drain fixed. That plumber takes that same hundred dollar bill, gives it to, 
I don't know, a cable installation dude that owns his service. That dude goes back and buys whatever it was from the original salesman. So you can take $100 and it can impact so many people's lives if it stays within that community. Mm-hmm. What we've seen kind of with COVID is people have leaned into supporting restaurants because it makes sense because uh, you can't go get groceries. You can't, or you couldn't go get groceries. It was kind of a nightmare. Toilet paper was non-existent. Like everybody's just dragging their butts around on the carpet mm-hmm. like a pug. And, uh, you know, it's just people started relying. People shifted heavily in our area to digital purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some local companies that have adapted to that, but a lot of them are still doing the old school way of business, which I think has more value than doing business just through a screen. Um, I say this when I'm talking about the benefits of advertising with our paper is Mark Zuckerberg is not, doesn't care about your business. Um, my goal is to make sure that all my clients are successful so they can be my clients forever. Um, the better I do, the better they do and the better they do, the better I do. So it's all wrapped up in each other. Um, I use local economy for tons of examples of things. If you don't have money moving around at the bottom, you don't have any money moving around at the top. Um, And I feel like a lot of people lose sight of that because you see insurance companies filling pockets, you see pharmaceutical stuff or Amazon or target.com or whatever. Um, See what I mean? I could record one of these. I could... I could go four days without my phone ringing, but the minute I sit down behind this thing, I get goofy. I don't know if you can see that in the camera, but that let's not show that. Um, yeah, my phone always rings whenever I get get down to business. Um, but yeah, if you don't have those dollars moving around, then nobody's nobody can eat. And right. if you're constantly shoveling all your dollars out of your city faster than we can bring them in, then you're going to have a Jasper Mall situation on your hands real quick. Um, That's how you end up with dilapidated buildings. And you've seen, like I've seen this happen in towns like Graceville, which their population was never huge, but it was a sustainable town. And it still is to an extent. But that's how you start having people having to leave the city to find jobs. And that's how you end up having some ghost town situation like uh, in Blazing Saddles, where you need a whole bunch of nickels to get, get through. Well, then you also have a situation where what a lot of people don't realize is that effect when businesses close, then the rent for the other businesses almost always has to go up because they have to recoup the money that was lost from that business. And, you know, the town that I came from, we, we had a joke that it was like, it was always exciting to get a new restaurant, but you always wondered which two were about to close because the, all the, the business was flooding to that one new thing. Mm -hmm. It's that shiny new thing. And then the business would evaporate from the other, the older things. Which is crazy because if I wanted to go buy a vehicle, I wouldn't go to the newest car manufacturer and be like, let's see what's up. Do your brakes work? Does your motor work right? Like, how's your glass in the windshield? Is it made out of actual glass or is it plexiglass or is it saran wrap? Who knows? Like, how safe is this thing? Um, I feel like when people, people find out about like a new restaurant, especially a chain restaurant, Everybody just, there was a rumor about Olive Garden in Dothan for 40 years before Olive Garden showed up here. I think Olive Garden does that 
everywhere because it was like that in my old hometown. It was like, yeah. oh, we're going to get an olive garden. And then 10 years later, we finally got an olive garden and it was bananas. Sure. You couldn't get a table for, yeah. and it's like, this is olive garden guys. This isn't, you know, this isn't like Gordon Ramsay just opened a restaurant yeah. here. This is olive garden. Yeah, it's just pasta and I mean, pasta and breadsticks, man. It's a step above Mama Domino. I mean, it's like just, Ooh, and, I get down with that. And like we would, I could, I, I don't know, but I know we kind of got off that, that it's just crazy how people do that. Though. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I know who owns KBC. I know who owns KT's. I know who owns Mural City and everybody that goes into those places, they learn that too. Sure. What you don't meet at Olive Garden is any proprietor of Olive Garden. Yeah. Um, Mr. Olive or Mr. Garden. No, I don't. Yeah. Is that conglomeration? How does that work? <laughs> Olive Garden dudes, holler at me. I'll give away some gift cards. Um, but it's the same thing. Like if we're shoveling money out of the city, it takes longer for our construction get get wrapped up because we don't have any money to pay the construction workers. And now it just looks like a, a bomb zone on my street out here. Um, I may or may not have clipped one of those cones. Yeah, coming shout in out here. to the construction company doing everything wrong outside. <laughs> like they cut the power off in here for about four days once. Like it's been... These wheels of progress, they'll run over a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't care. Um, but yeah, like, you know the people that own your favorite places in town, especially yes. that are locally owned. And the re- a lot of reason that you go there is both that it's high quality product, whether it's food, um, clothing, uh, glasses, whatever. Like, Denny Vision's crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um but you go in there because it's a great experience and inanimate objects do not create the experience. No. And I think with the fact that their name is associated with it, their face is on there, you know, like uh, the it's even if their name quote unquote is not, you can't hide in, in the company name, mm-hmm. that's still their brand, their reputation. Yeah. And so they, when you, you know, I, as somebody who was part of a second generation family owned business, mm-hmm our name was physically on the package that went to consumers and it was in grocery stores and, you know, and so it was important to us for our quality to be a certain level and for our service to be there because it was really our, our family name. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one thing you get with local stores that you don't get with the national chains is because for a lot of people and not everybody, you do have those, those people that care about their job and care about great service. I don't mean to just completely, you know, piss on the, on the, the chain stores. But like if, if it's the person who physically owns the store checking you out at like the cash register, not like in a creepy way, checking you out. What's up? (laughs) But is this going to be all for you today? (laughs) Um, but like if they're the person doing that, obviously they have a much higher investment into oh, yeah. that being a satisfactory transaction. For sure. Um, I love like, you know, you work with like Bob mm-hmm. and, and the fact that his name, even though it's on the building, it's on the building, it's on every van, it's on, you know, it's on everything. And, and, and it's not just him, you know, he's got family in the business, but Absolutely. at the same time, that's something that. It, it goes across avenues there that people, I think, a lot of times forget about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I get, um, I love Eagle Eye. I can't, you know, necessarily, I'm not balling enough to afford to shop exclusively there. Yeah. But I love Eagle Eye when they shout out for those big sales when they do them. But oh, I'm yeah, on their mail list. Um, and, you know, and the people that own that store, 
they're they're front and center on yeah. that stuff. But and they, they have also a heart feature they do, and they feature, but they also feature their employees too. So they almost take ownership and take a stake in the company. And there's a lot of just cool local boutiques and mm-hmm. stuff that really do the same thing. That yeah. the owners are front and center. They but then they also push their people front and center so that they can like share the vision. I guess absolutely. Not only that, the more comfortable you are with somebody and their staff, the more comfortable you are cracking open that wallet. Oh, yeah. uh, and the more motivated you are to make sure that they're going to be there the next time you want to go there. Oh, yeah. Um, I've seen over the last, we've been doing the local for 10 years, give or take. It'll be 10 years in July um, since the first local that Bar Media has printed. Um, and in that 10 year span, like you see places come and go. Like I've seen newspapers like my own come and go. Um, but the thing that sustains us is we don't we don't go out looking for every dollar. We go out and we make sure that we partner with the right brands that have the same vision as us as far as like equality for all. As Don't be smacking my equipment around, man. No, I'm just kidding. You can beat that thing up if you want. <laughs> um, but everybody's focused on those people and they want everybody to have the best experience possible and they want everybody to come back. They want everybody to be comfortable. Um, and they want, at the end of the day, everybody involved in that transaction to go home fulfilled. Um, fulfillment, I think, goes by the wayside a lot because everybody gets caught in that rut of like, well, I've got to do this, 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 and this, and I got to go pick up the kids from soccer practice, and I got to take them to karate, and then I got to take one to ballet. And then, I mean, you've got a dozen kids. You know how it is. Like, you don't have, I mean, it's not a dozen, it's a handful. It's close enough. Um, there's just so many things and so many activities that are going on that if you don't get that fulfillment vibe, eventually it just turns into a hassle. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, one thing that sets what you do apart, and I think is a common link, is there's a passion there for it. Sure. As opposed to, you know, if you're just doing something for obligation or you're just doing something for a paycheck, there's only so far that's going to carry you. Yeah, you but, ain't going to do this for 10 years for sure. I can tell you that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's... um. I think it's important for people to to realize that that's one of the the biggest to me biggest factors that you get with local businesses is mm-hmm. that it is it truly is there's a passion there that yeah. a lot of times these people have sacrificed everything for this yep. business and if this business failed then they would lose everything that they had worked their lives for um, and you know if you talk about Mural City you talked to Darren and Gina what all that they sacrificed getting that building in place and the how that it was a long process yeah they moved into that building and, while they and, built it and out. for years getting that thing set up yeah so I think that those are things that are that when you do that you have a lot more invested into it personally but again it, it's what brings it back and that's why so many of the places that you see that come and go, Maybe there's not that drive or that passion. There. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people have the preconceived notion that once you're a business owner, you've made it. Oh, uh, no. But you still got to do the work, man. You get to be when you're in like a situation like mine where I have a super awesome team of people that help me out. Like between the writers and photographers and everybody else involved, like that help me with the podcast and stuff like. there, It's such a team effort that you have to be able to have that trust and you have to have that, those relationships to be able to know and believe that everything is going to be handled. That, I mean, to an extent that it's on brand and up to the, up to par with everything else you want to release. Like going back to with your name on packaging, 
with your uh, family business. If you, that's all you have at the end of the day, like you go to the grave by yourself. And for me, like I had a pastor in here yesterday doing a podcast and at the end of it, like we kind of compared notes and talked about different walks of life and like how he had come up and how I had come up. And at the end of the day, like we both realized we were in the same business. Like at the end of the day, we're all preaching the gospel. The gospel is good news. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. Like we focus on building those relationships. Like at the end of the day, Mark Zuckerberg is not going to come help you move your stuff if you get a better location. Um, so why are you sending him so much money? Um, a lot of it is nobody knows where to spend marketing dollars because they just see everybody sponsored posts on Facebook or Instagram. Um, but those dudes aren't going to sponsor your baseball team. Like they're not going to give you another, an extra kid's meal or they don't, there's just so many reasons to invest in individuals rather than individuals that you are never in the same room as. Well, you know, that's a great point because I invest my marketing with the local. Mm-hmm. I also invest. I certainly appreciate it. Yes. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And uh, and I also invest with Aero Branding and Marketing. Yeah. And, and, and two local companies mm-hmm. that have a focus of this region, but are also not so hyper-focused only on this region that they forget what's going on in other regions. So they, they kind of fall into the same routine of what everybody here does. Sure. And I think that. But that it goes back to relationships that you were talking about and trust. Mm-hmm. I trust both of those parties, yeah, uh, immensely. And a lot of times, you know, people at Arrow will tell you, like, I'm like, hey, I don't know how to do this. I just know that it can be done. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how to do it. Oh, for sure. And let's figure out how we can afford to do it. Yeah. And 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 we come up with a plan. And and I think that with that trust, it it allows you to. Um, I tell people all the time, like, you know, they say, well, who who do you recommend for lenders? Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, I give, always give out multiple names, yeah. whether anything, whether that's a contractor or a builder, you know, I don't ever just give out one name, no. but the people that I always give out on my lender list are, are almost always local lenders. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is, is because you're going to see that person at church or see that person at a restaurant. You're going to run into that person. So it's not like they can just duck your calls yeah. because they're not working out of a call center 4,000 miles away. That's it. You know, they know that they're going to, at some point your paths are going to cross whether this deal happens or not. And so that they again want to establish a brand in a relationship. So their reputation is important. And I think that that is something that we just, we can't emphasize enough that gets lost a lot of times in translation with stuff that is not quote unquote local type businesses. It's a, this town is actually a really good town to show up to because like, even if, even if you don't have a very adventurous palette or maybe if your comfort zone is not, super wide like mine might be um all those staples of all those places that you've been before we have that too like sure per capita at one point we had more restaurants than any other town in the nation which is bananas because we got what our metropolitan area is probably hovering around what 250,000 give or take where other normal cities do that in just their city limits Mm -hmm. um so not only do we have communities like outside of Dothan that are great places to live, like property taxes low, school systems are solid, but you're 10, 15 minutes away from eating at places that your parents 
eat in whatever town they live in or cousins or whatever. Like you can find comfort in Dothan super easily. Oh yeah. Well, I think it's, it, it's great that we have that diversity for people so mm-hmm. that, that they can, if, if they're not yet adventurous, then they, they can, can ease into it. They can ease into it. They can pick up a copy of the local, figure out what's happening and what to do and figure out like, okay. And that's what we did was basically like, all right, we're not from here. We mm-hmm. have friends here, but we're not from here. So it's like, I'm going to look in here and make myself do one of these things in each, like in each issue that you put out. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to get outside of my comfort zone and I'm going to try this. We're going to go do foster fest or we're going to go do whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, but you have enough of that safety stuff here oh, for that sure. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's always an air of comfort around because there's always something you can just about look around. Even from my office, you can look around and see like recognizable businesses. Oh, yeah. So it's not that all of our businesses are super locally owned. It's that the ones that we do have are such a rad place to go um, that it's easy to live a life that supports them. Totally. Totally. Well, one of the things that I kind of, when we talked about wanting to do this, I thought would be a fun topic and we'll have to break out our monocle and top hat. Oh yeah. Actually, we probably would look more like Harry and Lloyd from dumb and dumber with, yeah, I definitely got a baby blue. Yeah. And I've got an orange one. So we're, we're set. But one of the things that we've never talked about in any of our series is some of the finer things Mm -hmm. in Dothan. And I thought that was kind of funny too, is, you know, shout out for office fans. We'll have a finer things club. Right. Um, but this is one that's kind of foreign to me because I'm a somebody that does have a lot of kids. So going to fine dining or fine yeah. events, not exactly at top of our priority list. Sure. But um, we have participated in some stuff that I think would kind of qualify that some SEAC shows, which oh, yeah. are, you know, definitely you can have some, some very high production mm-hmm. shows and um, whether that's with, C act or with with junior C act or yeah. with even like um, I know a lot of the dance companies put on some really phenomenal shows. Yeah, Patty Rell and Jazz does an incredible incredible job. Like right now they're running. Usually right now this time of year they're running their holiday thing, and I think this one is. Oh, I'm gonna blank on it. Anyway, shout out Patty Rell and Jazz. Even I can't remember their production. But I think those are cool. And then there's been you've always got like you see pictures of people posting events from galas and yeah. different things because we do have stuff like the medical center here and mm-hmm. you've got, um, or Southeast health now, I guess, yeah. uh, pardon me. Uh, you know, you do have some, some big events. Of course, every year you guys do like the big crew ball and everything Ooh, from yeah. Mardi Gras, you know, some, some cool stuff that are, would be considered more of like your little higher, yeah, yeah, higher yeah. class affairs. Highbrow, uh, entertainment. Yes. Um, um things that were probably not, readily invited to but uh because we would show up like dumb and dumber i mean i've got a tuxedo at the house man i can rock that i can i can make it happen um but yeah like typically when you think of alabama you're not thinking about black tie events right like no i don't know what does come to mind but probably nothing ideal um (laughs) i've seen snl enough to know like Maybe Alabama's not cast in the best light. No. But I think that's why what makes like conversations like these important. It could be worse. We could be Mississippi. Ooh, let's not start there. <laughs> I got a whole lot of documentaries about that place. Um dude, yeah, it's some of the some of my favorite things. I know you mentioned the Mardi Gras ball, but there's also um 
there's so many balls that get put on by different entities, um, whether it's fundraisers or um, just nonprofit awareness stuff. There's silent auctions that we have throughout mm-hmm. the year that the local gets involved in. Dothan Area Young Professionals does a great event called um, Aces for the Arts. And typically it's just a big casino night at the Cultural Arts Center downtown. And people go and they play craps, poker, uh, blackjack, roulette, um, any real casino game for the most part. And you all can, for charity, all for charity, and <laughs> all the profits go to the cultural arts, the cultural arts center. Mm-hmm. And, um, dude, you get you can win TVs, you can win trips, you can win jewelry, you can win gift cards to Eagle Eye Outfitters, uh, all sorts of stuff, dude. Like, we donated, um, I've donated tons of stuff for hots, like, done Echo shows and Amazon products, like little uh, voice assistants and stuff for people and like yeah it's even our young professional group around here does a lot of awesome work um they had taken over toys for tots for a couple years and did great with that um it it all goes back to those people that want to put together those experiences for people so they don't have to travel far to think or to to actually experience that higher level of entertainment that than the typical dive bar, the typical down home food joint. You know what I mean? I think there's one thing that too, that gets overlooked in that category because it's more of a, an outdoor type event. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've got a Robert Trent Jones golf trail course yeah. here in Dothan. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, that golf tournaments and things like that can, can also bring revenue, but it's also can sometimes bring in some, pretty uh pretty high roller kind of people oh, too yeah. in the town and that's you know that's something that um we were talking about all the outdoor activities but during covid that i think golf was like one of the first things that got back open because it is it can be a very social distance yeah thing to do but i think it still falls into that um category too that you could kind of classify it as something that's a little more a little more of the finer things maybe you know sure. because there's some really nice courses in there's, Dothan. there's some nice courses too that aren't super expensive like roundabout oh, yeah. is so so much fun to play mm-hmm. um that place is fun i actually go play the par three every now and again out of the highlands like you can go out there with like a seven iron and a lob wedge and a putter and just walk around like it's so much fun um like we also have a country club we've got the azalea club if you want to be a part of that to go swimming and tennis and stuff like that um and dothan national used to host some like yeah they like s- sec tournament and stuff back in the day yeah you know, it's still a great course, but it's one of those that where it's at, a lot of people kind of forget about it too. Kind of like yeah. roundabout that, you know, they're kind of on the outside the of town. Path. I say the outskirts of town, that sounds kind of shady, but you know, it's just yeah, they're on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> but I mean, I think the, the, the biggest thing in the finer things category, if we're classifying it, that we have to talk about talking about the outskirts of town, there's nothing more highbrow than the national peanut festival, right? Dude, so. peanut festival is lit. <laughs> I wish it would have happened this year. Um, I love that. It's one of those places where you can see a solid cross section of humanity, <laughs> uh, no matter what region you're from. Um, dude, yeah, everybody on the human spectrum is at the peanut festival. It's like if Walmart and Target had a baby and it was a fair. Yeah, it's a it's it's an experience for sure. Like the some of the food vendors are off the charts. Oh like, man, there's some like the corn dog man that was exclusive. Like you could only 
get that dude to serve up some corn dogs for that one week of the peanut festival. And shout out to Church at the Crossing and Eagle Eye because they got it made it happen. They made it happen other times of the year this year. So that oh, yeah. was that was awesome too. That's another thing is like the church situation in town. Like I've developed some of the most meaningful friendships through just meeting with people and saying like, look, like we're all paddling the boat in the same direction. We want everybody to have the best quality of life. We think everybody needs to seek wisdom and learn what makes them tick and what their life goals are at a very, very cellular level and help people attain those goals. Like, Oh yeah. Dothan's one of the best places as far as getting behind somebody else's idea. It doesn't have to be like us getting behind one business or getting behind a bunch of businesses. A bunch of businesses will get behind an idea and make it happen too. You see that with the plant downtown. Um, They've been able to bring in Aaron Lewis, um, David Ramirez, some bigger name country acts and stuff. Like they've done some solid stuff in a pretty short amount of time mm-hmm. um, because the city rallied behind them and the city will tell you what it wants and what it doesn't want. And it's being able to listen to that pulse and listen to that, that voice of a, it just takes a lot of experience to see um, what the city gets behind and what it doesn't. So we just talked about the Peanut Festival and we talked about live shows. So I think that was the most professional segue we could ever get into to talk about things that we're most looking forward to that will hopefully come back in 2021. Um, so I sit on the board of this nonprofit called Live at the Opera. And what our mission is, is to get regional acts to Dothan, usually on a Wednesday or Thursday night where you can ha- you can have a more intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, to where it's not like 200 people crammed in one space and like elbow to elbow. Uh, when COVID hit, we had a couple things that we had hoped to do before the end of the year. And obviously that is not going to happen uh, unless we do like a show enough Christmas cantata situation <laughs> in the next week or so. Um, but yeah, like I'm looking forward to being able to like the, the excitement of being able to find the acts to bring and then you send like for me like I'll get three or four things that I'm really hyped on for a season like Andrew Bird was one of them and I'm still like pursuing Andrew Bird to come to Dothan um, but Marcus King um, buddy of mine Cliff Dyer con- contacted Marcus King and got him to come here and that dude I don't know if you've listened to his music but it, it's so amazing that a dude that young can make that kind of sound um like we had um, live at the opera didn't do this, but um, oh, St. Paul and Broken Bones played. Um, and that was actually what kicked off the idea for live at the opera. Um, we saw Dothan show up to what a lot of people had always been nervous about investing in. And for us, like we were blessed to have St. Paul and the Broken Bones kind of take the brunt of that investment because they just did an Alabama tour in some small towns just for appreciation. Like, um, they just randomly showed up and it sold out within, I think, four hours of them announcing the show. Um, when the city of Dothan wants to get behind something, they get behind it. Live at the Opera is one of those things that because we haven't been actively doing it as much, like it feels like the steam has kind of cooled off a little bit. But I'm super looking forward to being able to help like create more events and get more people out of the house and experiencing what 
I've come to love is one of my favorite places. And I think I think live shows in general has to be one of at the top of most people's list. Yeah. And that doesn't matter if you're here or anywhere. Dude, it could be comedy or magic I mean, or like one acoustic dude. Like people want to be able to get with their friends and appreciate the same thing. Could be Ronald McDonald doing balloon animals. Dude, let's get it. Let's sign him <laughs> up. Out, dude. He he's gotta keep it low key though, that he's he's good at it. He's Ronnie, good. get at me. Uh Justin at Wiregrass Local. <laughs> Um. I, yeah, I think I think that's there. Obviously, you said the Peanut Festival. That's something we. Yeah. we the, the economy for Dothan needs that to come back sure. because that is obviously a huge revenue generator, not just for Dothan as a city, but you mentioned like the vendors, those mm-hmm. people that their whole year. Yeah. Is band boosters. To it's off of that. Churches you know? to yeah, like youth groups, Cub Scouts, like everybody's raising funds, and that event has been such a staple to be able to do that like um the church i grew up in we used to have a booth out there and they still do it's just not the same church's title um but dude like so many people focus their fundraising around that because it's such a hub for all the surrounding areas to you get all those different demographics in one location Mm -hmm. um that's tricky to do with um traditional malls and stuff kind of going by the wayside with traditional um meeting spots not being accessible anymore due to covid like people are looking constantly for a way to bond with each other because at the end of the day like people are very we're very hardwired to need each other sure i went on a 20-year bender of basically saying nope i'm gonna do everything myself I don't want to rely on, rely on anybody and it takes its toll. Like I am probably more gray than I should be because of it. Like I'm only 37, 38, 82, carry the one 38. Um, yeah, but like trying to do stuff on your own, like for your mental health, for just the, the enrichment that you get and the, the different, uh, perspectives that you get and the the broadening of horizons dude just people are where it's at like that's why i do what i do like i want to show people that it doesn't matter where you are like joy and fulfillment just depends on what you're doing like if mm-hmm. you're bored that's not how you were meant to be a lot of it's your perspective of things absolutely i think i think one of the things i'm looking forward to is you know, we, we had a weird year for for how we worshipped in yeah. church and stuff. It was just it was very discombobulated. We're we all doing going, it out there, the bingo slots. Well, you stuff. know, I mean, we, we, we were... Shout out... Yeah, uh, Clay over yeah, at uh, Clay Dempsey, Crossing man. That Big Creek, man. Um, but, I mean, just some kind of, of normal, you know, structure of that. Because what you were saying, we are wired in such a way where we need that community and we need that... It's, you know, that friendship and to see those faces and, and to, and to kind of have that structure mm-hmm. there. And so I think that with everything like it was, you know, I mean, I, I know just from our perspective, from where I go to church, you know, it was kind of like, all right, this week we're doing it this way. Next week we're doing it this way. Yeah. And we're going to be uh, live streaming only for, mm-hmm. you know, a set amount of time. It was just, it was very hit or miss and it kind of got everybody out of their routines. And so that, that part I'm looking forward to hopefully, resuming we're 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 getting close but yeah who knows what tomorrow holds with that yeah COVID has been a catastrophe from start to finish um a lot of people 
unnecessarily lost their lives to it. Like family's been going through just ridiculous grief and strife and not being able to visit whatever, visit family members in the hospital, like can't visit grandparents and sure. uh, retirement homes. And during a pandemic, um, I say this like I'm an expert, but I feel like when you all of a sudden go from an actual, from a normal routine of like high-fiving your buddies and seeing everybody in group settings or going to like men's group meetings for coffee or whatever it might be, um, there's no women's coffee allowed. <laughs> Just only men, only men can do the things. No, uh, that's not what I mean by any means. Um, but you lose that, you lose that uh, drive for community and you yeah. kind of get panicked. I mean, for me, like, I started my quarantine a little early, but the helplessness, it was kind of compounded for me because I was quarantined to like a king size bed, which wasn't (laughs) bad. But like for for 60 days, I just got to lay there and wonder what was going on outside. And for my personal mental state, you didn't miss much. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) No, dude, I was kind of pumped, but I was bummed because my wife had to do everything. Like I didn't leave the house for like two months. Um, But it really showed the importance of community and like how we actually rely on each other, not only just for the financial aspects of like how the economy works, but we all rely on each other to be able to recognize each other and see that like, Brandon, you're not that much different than I am. We go through a lot of the same things. And if you don't, you're not constantly reminded of that. You can alienate yourself. Oh yeah. You can put yourself in a weird um, head spaces that are not rad. And with the additional stress of a pandemic, it's just the idea of being able to do stuff in groups is such, such a goal for so many people. I think it's therapeutic even. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So speaking of groups, I think probably our, 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 maybe one of our top things that we're looking forward to hopefully coming back in 2021, is maybe the same thing, Mardi Gras. Ooh, I got some bad news, dog. Already canceled. 2021 parade for Dothan is canceled. Oh. Yeah. All right. Stop filming. I'm done. Yeah. That just hang it up. That let all the air out of my it's, balloon, But I mean, a lot of people feel that way, and I 100% get it. But for me, as one of the people that are kind of pretty involved in that, um, for me, it's kind of good um, for a handful of reasons. A, it gets us to recenter our focus. Um, last year, my focus was we got to have this, this, and this done. I don't care what it takes. Let's get it to where this float is the best thing that we can do. Um, and it's never been about that. Like, it really has only been the whole purpose of that parade is to get everybody together and give back to the city and throw stuff to people that don't have anything else to do on a Saturday in the middle of February. Yeah. Um, and it's huge. Like you get to see so many kids that you don't know. Like you get to, you get to reach so many people that you normally wouldn't be in contact with. And a gets you out of that comfort zone, but B like it just gets you more familiar with the town that you chose to live in. And if you don't constantly reground yourself where you are, then like people are going to stop taking you seriously and you're eventually probably stop taking yourself seriously and who wants that well 2022 though 2022 we coming in hot 
is Justin right. is Justin going to have PTSD from from 2020 or is he going to uh, we're going to have no, to, are we no, going to have no. to hook that tether on you that we were talking no, about? No, we've been climbing around, dude. We've been I've been climbing <laughs> around floats like we rewired one the other night like it not only does it get us to refocus, it gives us an extra year to make it that much better. Um we'll be able to have a little bit more money in in the budget because we'll be be able to not spend X amount for 2021. Um, and I think you'll see it come back bigger and better than ever. Every year we've gotten bigger and better. So, I mean, imagine if we got two years to, to reframe our focus and Dude, I, I've only been involved with it investment. two years. And just to see the jump from my first year to last or this year. Yeah. I was just, I was, I was really kind of blown away. I mean, to the point that, you know, like, wow. Because yeah. I've been to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we do a great representation, but at the same time, we still hold true to that family-friendly atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some family-friendly stuff in New Orleans, too, but there's also some really not-so-family-friendly parts of it. And sure. so we really, I think we captured a lot of that that fun atmosphere that you can bring your kids, you can bring grandma and granddad mm-hmm. to, and not have to worry about them being, you know, in therapy next week because of some of the things that they witnessed. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. We have a we actually have a fine system involved, like in place. So like, there's like a handful of rules that you can't break, and if you do break them, you start getting fined, and after X amount of fines, you just can't ride for a year. Um, which I'm waiting. Maybe maybe 2022 is going to be the year that I co-host the parade with you, because <laughs> I might get booted off a of floor. <laughs> Who knows, man? Like. You never know. Um, I'm kind of a character, so I just stir things up constantly. Well, we, we 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 keep it we keep it pretty fun. Yeah. On the on that part of on that side of things too, because we yeah. want uh, you guys. You know, it's funny. Like you're on the float. You have that whole for the people in that one section. You're two minutes of their day, dude. You're putting on a show, like for for a very finite amount of time. Unfortunately, like Charlene and I, we were part of their day at least the ones that were within earshot mm-hmm. of the speakers for hours yeah. of their day and you know so it's it was challenging but at the same time people were dancing in the streets they were having a good time one of my favorite things was post parade watching all the kids running oh, yeah. and grabbing the beads and, and and the coins and stuff that was you know that, mm-hmm. that missed somebody's hands and stuff so it's it's a cool thing um and i think as a whole that all those events at some point we're going to have those back oh yeah and it's a lot to look forward to um i know that it's great to live in a town that we do have those activities that are something that's focused on Mm -hmm. fun for all yeah fun for the for for the town but uh yeah i'm looking forward to that i know ready for life to get back to I don't like, I'm tired of the new normal. I want, I want, I kind of want some of the old normal yeah. back. But with a, like you said, a refocusing on. Yeah. You get an extra important. year to plot your comeback. Like who's not going to come back bigger and better. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see what 2021 holds. Like obviously there's going to be a lot more hurdles and hoops to jump through to get things done. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, like if we're not keeping our population safe, then there's not going to be a reason to promote anything. You know what I mean? Like you can't just be sending everybody to uh jump in line to get sick. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, I am definitely hopeful for a much better year 
than the dumpster fire that 2020 was. Absolutely. Shout out Mountain Environmental. If you have a dumpster that needs (laughs) emptying or if you need a dumpster, holler at Mountain Environmental. They're solid (laughs) folks. Um, Dude, thanks for coming in, man. I feel like we covered, I think we solved all the problems. I I think so, too. I think so, too. All right. Local government, uh, state government, federal government, check out this podcast. Take some hard notes. Well, thank uh, you for having me on, man. Always have a blast, and it's good to solve the world's problems with you. Yeah, dude. Congratulations. This is uh, episode 161, and this will probably be the last episode that goes up for the year, unless I get squirrely and just decide to do one between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Or not Thanksgiving. See, I don't even know what day of the calendar it is, like... Every every day is a podcast day. I, I noticed this year too that you did away with your um, extreme challenge eating competition trivia slash. Oh, that Turkey Day disaster yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that was more of a COVID putting the kibosh on that than it was like a personal decision. I'm not gonna say that I wasn't pleased with the decision because <laughs> um, the way that game works is you either have to drink wild turkey or you have to eat spoonfuls of room temperature gravy, which. I don't know if you've ever had meat pudding before, but it's that. Yeah. It's real gross. I was a youth pastor for almost four years, and it oh, sounds yeah, like yeah. the games that we would play, yeah. other than the wild turkey, we, you know. Well, yeah. You that was just for challenge. that was just for the youth pastors, but no. That's uh, how you got to get through it, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, thanks for coming in, man. Um, anytime we can do this again. Anytime. I'm ready. Sounds good. Awesome, dude. Be what's happening out there. like to be a guest on the wiregrass local podcast give us a shout at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com follow us on instagram or facebook at wiregrass local or hit us up on friendster myspace or live journal that's all fake but you know what i mean